Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life is in session. I'm your host, Jack, and my co-host, JC. What's up? <laughs> and hey, look, this is the free agency bonanza episode, and we got two guests on today because we need we need all that all that juice. Yeah, and we, we got need Josh a table for all of the activity, man. Exactly, Josh from Atlanta. Some recruits, yep. What's going on? Glad Charles coming here. back. Charles coming back from last episode. Our Warriors That's correspondent. True. That's right. All right, guys. All right, let's let's. Uh, I I want to first address something. I mean. You guys, it's been a rough week for uh, for JC and, and rough Charles. Year, bro. <laughs> I know <laughs> oh. it has been a rough year. <laughs> you should turn on some kind of some morbid music in the background. I know, man. Right? <laughs> I know some funeral music or something funeral like music. that. Darth Vader Violin music player. or something like that. Yeah. Um. So let's get the reaction for you from you guys. I mean, the clay injury—it's an Achilles, and it was a weird, very weird way that the news kind of broke slowly because it was actually on the backdrop of the draft, which was Wednesday. So it was kind of odd that you guys were selecting number two, which was which ended up being Wiseman. But then, in, with the backdrop of all this, they were unsure how serious Clay's injury was. So I guess let's let's throw it to Charles first. How, how did you feel about that all going down Wednesday, and then subsequently finding out how serious the injury was, which was Achilles' tear? Yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm one of those where woe is me kind of thing so mm. <laughs> I, I I instantly thought it was going to be something serious, like either mm. an ACL or a or, or an Achilles tear. Mm. They didn't, of course, they didn't specify. They just said it's a, a lower leg injury. And like, what is what is that supposed to mean? So initially, I didn't know what that was. But when I heard that he couldn't walk on his own, mm-hmm. on his own weight, he couldn't put weight on his leg. That's when I knew it was something bad. And I thought at that point, okay, this is going to be really bad. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I think this is something that's pretty bad. Hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, JC. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm jump in there, jump buddy. In jump there, in. I'm like, <laughs> Take your swings now. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm on the same boat as Charles. I mean, we've seen this with like the KD situation, right? Where they had all of these like sort of cryptic updates mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what the injury was, and you know, it's happened so much already this past year where they have these sort of like tidbits of information that comes through and it's really hard to be optimistic in under those circumstances you want to be optimistic you really want to hope for the best but i don't know it's just like uh it's like almost muscle memory at this point where you just kind of expect the bad the 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 bad of the the baddest Mm -hmm. baddest news and i don't know i didn't sleep well that night oh yeah it was brutal dude i mean just for clay i mean you guys can speak to how hard he's worked on his rehab to come back maybe maybe you guys can give some insight on that since you guys probably have been following all that on his road to recovery but then the setback kind of happened yeah i just if anything i just kind of wanted to kind of you know get up on a pedestal and just kind of <laughs> <just laughs> mourn this it's kind of funny just because like this whole week 
like i've been going through like the five stages of like uh of uh, grief of grief oh, right and the thing is it's like what's funny about it is like i didn't know i thought it was like a progression thing and once you hit like the final stage you're good to go but i felt like i've gone through the five <laughs> stages of grief in like different orders like there are times where i'm like i'm super like enthusiastic and like yeah let's run it back but there are times where i'm just like i'm sitting down and i'm just like damn man I can't believe this happened. What the hell? We paid our dues. So it's really it's really a bummer. Um yeah, it's just I was trying to gather my thoughts before this whole um this whole pod just because it's like it's I think um I think Bob Myers said uh it very succinctly and aptly when uh he he kind of formalized the the announcement is press conference it's like clay is one of the most beloved players in the league Mm -hmm. and it's it's almost heartbreaking to to see that he is losing one of his um you know one of his uh core playing years in his prime uh to another almost career-threatening injury like Mm -hmm. uh, there's you know, he was an Iron Man before all of these major injuries. Like, I think for five seasons, he only missed like eight games. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, this guy has been like drop kicked by Trevor Ariza, where his ear was bleeding. Mm. Like, there's so many injuries that he's been able to kind of bounce back from. And it's just to be able to uh, go through like two debilitating injuries, it's just, it's at least as a Warrior fan, it's really, it's really heartbreaking and har- harrowing to the bone. I don't know how you took it, Charles. At least on our uh, on our uh, text thread, you seem to be taking it much better than I have. But I've been an emotional wreck. When when I see JC and Charles responding in our text chat, it's <laughs> it's like the two spectrums of like the angel and devil on your shoulders of being oh, a Warriors man. fan. Like yeah. JC's the devil and Charles is the angel in terms of trying to maintain an outlook <laughs> on, <laughs> on it all. Yeah, for sure. I I um no, I I was definitely hurt by the situation just because I thought we were gonna get back up on our high horse and be able to compete, you know, really well this year. And not to say that we we won't, but it's just such a big difference not having Clay out there, not having that three point threat, and and just him on the court along with Steph, it just makes it a little more difficult for defenses to to pinpoint who to who to guard and. Um, so it, it it hurts a lot and just his character and just how he he just 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 how he, he handles himself on the court and off the court he's just so laid back but he's an assassin when um, when you least expect it or on the on the court he's just a, a beast yeah and so like what JC said for him to be uh, such an iron man and to be able to have played all those games when Draymond and, and Steph were down or even and even KD during those those times and now he is is hurt for two two straight years now and so I just can't imagine what it's like to have to get yourself back go, go through surgery hmm. build yourself back up you're ready to play and you, you've been playing and you're ready for the season to start and then it happens again Hey, Jack, yeah. I know you want to keep it going, but let me pontificate a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Go, man. Um, it's your time. It's um, What's really, really, really frustrating about this whole thing is um, there's a lot of narrative about this being the end of, um, of the Warriors dynasty. And that may be, you know, a little bit overblown, but I think what's really, really disheartening to me is... Um, 
it may very well be the end of what we know as the Splash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, again, these are really, really major injuries. And Clay will be back. Like, Clay will... I mean, if there's anybody out there that's going to be able to have the mentality, have that Mamba, Mamba mentality to be able to come back and, 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 and compete once again, I think it's him. Like, he's shown it through the finals with the torn ACL and still shooting those free throws and still trying to play, right? Like, we, we know he's going to have that. But whether or not his body's going to let him... Uh, compete at the same level that we've we know uh, me and charles know as warrior fans or any nba you know fan knows i don't know that remains to be seen it may it may never be the same it's just like he might just be a shell of himself and i think i think it was just such a it was just such a shock to to kind of have that happen unexpectedly right it's just Mm -hmm. it just reminds you how everything is fleeting uh, everybody expected that we would be able to run it back and be able to compete right away, but I don't know. It's just I think that's the biggest thing that's kind of made it really difficult for me is just kind of facing the reality that whatever I knew about my squad will not be the same. Um, I think there's a lot to be talked about in terms of how we can build for the future, but I think I was talking to you about this, Jack. Like mm-hmm. there are people that have. Uh, like Charles may be one of them that really kind of want to look forward whenever something sort of, and I know I'm being overly dramatic, but something kind of traumatic happens like this. But like, I'm the type of person that likes to kind of sit in that and wallow in that and just kind of really sink in everything about the reality of what's happening. So like, I still am not out of this lull Mm -hmm. knowing that whatever I knew about my squad, like, you know, it may may never be what it was again and mm-hmm. i don't know man uh, and i think i at least from my points like what's what sucks is we paid our dues man we had our gap year like we mm-hmm. we had the worst like i've seen so much bad basketball this past year like as bad if not worse than the worst years that we had in the you know in our really bad years you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we, we sucked like we had 15 wins it sucked right Mm -hmm. we paid our dues we paid our dues and you know what do we get like we get another another year from a top player that in many ways doesn't deserve this and that just sucks man so yeah i think we'll we'll throw the ball to josh a little bit because obviously josh is a hardcore basketball fan first and foremost outside of hardcore hawks bros fan how did you have any reaction towards it? yeah i mean i i didn't believe it at first i was like because it was, yeah, like you guys said, it was just like a little ticker on the bottom at first. You know, it's like, oh, no, Clay Clay got, you know, he was just practicing, got some sort of injury. And, and like, you're, you're hoping not that it's just kind of, I mean, for the sake of, like, basketball, the game in general, like, what he brings mm-hmm. to the game, like, to NBA, and just, like, what, as a person, like, the stories you hear about the kind of guy he is, like you guys were saying, um, even from afar, you're just like, dude, like not, you know, just praying that it's nothing worse. And then just as it keeps on going and then like the next day, it's like, oh my gosh, season ending Achilles or injury. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, you're just like hurting for, for him and like just the team and like, yeah. And then like, I, I know I thought about you guys, like JC, I was like, oh man, th- this one, this one's got to hurt. And I also texted my other really good friend um, who's a huge Warriors fan. It's just like. You just don't even know how to react. Like, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, I know this is just basketball, but like, wow, like, why am I taking this so hard? Yeah. Um, or like, even it, him not being on my team, it's just like, 
it's just one of these like like really because you just know like that injury that he had where he hurt his ACL and then I saw a clip of him when he like he took the two shots you know and like just like he came back on court and then just like thinking about like okay he he from there he knew he was like mentally like okay i'm gonna get here i'm gonna recover and then to this for this to happen again you're just like you got to feel for the guy yeah so yeah i think at, I, I think at the core why we feel again as josh said it's basketball but at the core of why we feel bad if you're a basketball fan is you know how much especially a lot of these guys right maybe not all of them but most of them they put so much passion and love into this sport which is yeah. their profession also that they take it so seriously and to see it derailed to a certain degree whether it's a catastrophic injury especially to clay and as as jc and charles have been talking about how clay is um if you follow the warriors at all I and mean, you know how much clay cares cares to play the game of basketball that mm-hmm. that's the part where you feel so bad outside of even being a warriors fan or not you just feel so bad for the guy you know yeah. he cares so much dude it's like it's like if you work really hard on this this passion of voice, like you make a song or something like that, right? I mean, you're a musician, and then for some reason, like your voice got taken away all of a sudden. That would freaking suck, man, for a year or something like that, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that's that's kind of the general sentiment. Yeah, that's that. 2020, man. I know. But we got to move forward. We got to move forward with this topic. <laughs> Look, the Warriors still had to move on. And I've told yeah. JC, the management has to move on. They can't sit and cry, right? So they did. They drafted James Wiseman with the backdrop of all this, and they moved into free agency. And I know free agency didn't play out necessarily the way you guys had hoped, but you guys did trade for Kelly Oubre with the the TPE. And then you guys signed two players so far in uh, Brad Wanamaker and Kent Bazemore. And I kind of want to get your reaction, Charles. How do you feel about about those moves, given that Clay's going to be out for the season and what they did in the interim I, I I like those moves. I mean, obviously, we would have wanted other other people. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there was talks of Avery Bradley, mm-hmm. uh, talks oh, of yeah. Marcus All, mm-hmm. uh, talks. Well, there wasn't much talk about Serge Ibaka, but I know that was that was one guy that we were really interested in as well. Uh, but I, I, it's one of those things where it's just. I, I think I started realizing it last year mm-hmm. because I, I thought we were in the running to get some good free agents before knowing what was going to happen. Uh, with, with with Steph getting injured and so forth, but yeah, um, yeah it, it didn't turn out that way. It didn't pan, pan out that way, or it didn't turn out that way. But um, you know, I I thought the guys that we got last year were were, were pretty good. Uh, G, uh, Glenn Robinson the third, yeah. junior, and then uh, Alec Burks. So then this year it's Brown Wanamaker and, and Kent Bazemore. I, I think they're they're solid players. I don't I don't think they'll make too many mistakes. They're veterans. They've seen a lot before. So if if we do get to the playoffs and depending on where we land, they'll be solid contributors for sure. Yeah, Kent Kent Bazemore um, is just an energy. He brings a lot of positivity to the – and you guys know that already because he came from, from Golden State to begin with. Yeah, I, I think the biggest splash was Ubre though. I, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, Kelly I know Oubre. he wasn't a free agency si- free agent signing, yeah. but he, essentially he came through free agency in a, in a way. I mean, so that that's JC. If you want to talk about a little bit about that, like how you feel about Kelly Ubre, uh, and then you know, I mean, I know you did you watched some tape on Brad Wanamaker, and you yeah. know Cam Bazemore's game already. Yeah. Obviously, he was from. I mean, he was originally drafted on the Warriors, right, or uh, on, on the team, anyways. The vibe I'm getting on Ubre apparently is he's hella cute. 
<laughs> dude's dude's, a, dude's got model dude, looks, man. Dude, I, I guess so women, we have history. Women are rejoicing yeah. all over the Bay Area, <laughs> and <laughs> apparently some men as well. And I'm, I'm not funny. mad at that. Whatever we can get to get more views <laughs> and get more fans involved, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, the Hawks have history with um, Kelly Oubre because we drafted him and then oh. let him go. <laughs> so he's always had a thing against us, but. Um, so whenever <laughs> so, whenever he came to our stadium, we always trolled him like crazy. So from a basketball perspective, even before doing all the scouting, one thing that really kind of stood out for me about Ubre is his his uh, his fire. He's very fiery. Mm-hmm. He's fiery. He's he's very emotional. Passionate. Like yeah. he's very passionate. Like he shows a lot of. Uh, emotion when he's playing out there Mm -hmm. many times i've seen him like dunk the ball and try to flex Mm -hmm. he's had a couple of tiffs i think even with clay and and, and dre with our squad and i'm Mm -hmm. sure that he's done it for like everybody else in the league yeah so in terms of his confidence is really sky high he's really athletic his measurables um are are really good like i feel like he has like what over a seven foot wingspan for for his height seven Mm -hmm. two even something like that um, so it's a nice signing. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Wanamaker. I mean, I actually did. I didn't watch a lot of basketball at the <laughs> bubble, so I didn't really have a scouting report on Wanamaker. And uh, seems like he's a solid guy. Um, I think on the text thread that we were talking about, we're trying to kind of get a feel in terms of what he can bring to the table. And I was telling uh, Charles that uh, after looking at some tape, he kind of reminds me of Jared Jack. Like he's mm-hmm. not overly. Uh, like physically like imposing but he's got like some some good ball skills he can handle the ball he can shoot the ball he can it's kind of got like some a little bit of court vision a little bit um mm. and just a good feel for the game but i mean these signings man mm. it's like can't like i love kent i love kent mm-hmm. uh you know, he brings a lot of energy. He's kind of like in that Uber mold. And, you know, physically, he can bring a lot to the table, too. But it's just like, I feel like these signings would be so much more impactful if we had Clay there yeah. to stabilize yeah. the two, right? Sure. What happens is if you have these guys take on roles much bigger than what they can handle, it becomes, you know, a little bit troublesome, right? Like, same thing with like what we had last year with GR3 and, and Alec Burks. Like, really good players love them on the team but it's just like there's a certain totem pole where they fit and where they can do the best work like whether or not they're playing on the bench maybe less minutes Mm -hmm. you know like in the closing like at the end of the game you probably don't want them in that position but maybe as you build up to that and that's where this clay sort of injury really hurts i think the warriors Mm -hmm. are doing their very best yeah um you know, our ownership group needs to be commended because I don't know if there's any other ownership group out there that's willing to, you know, spend mm-hmm. over 80 million in luxury taxes mm-hmm. for Ooh. a middling player. I mean, we're not talking about Giannis here or like MB. <laughs> yeah. This is Kelly Oubre, right? Yeah. And we're paying up the wazoo to get this guy on the squad. So it's really. I mean, it's a testament to our willingness to stay competitive. I think mm-hmm. they're really good players, but whether or not they're going to be uh, difference makers yeah. um, in the in in the short term or even in the long term, that remains to be seen. One thing we haven't talked about is Wiseman, but uh, maybe uh, Charles has a, a take, or even um, or even Josh, like yeah. on on Wiseman. Because lost behind all of this free agency is the results of the draft. And, I know. You know both of our That's teams, so the Hawks 
it, oh, and yeah. the, the Warriors actually had some some picks. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff happening. Yeah. Well, before we go to the Hawks and the, their draft, um, mm-hmm. Charles, do you have any feelings about Wiseman? I, I know you were definitely high on him, and you were hoping the Warriors would take him on our last episode. That's what you were saying. Yeah. I mean, how excited are you about this young man? I mean, he's he's the future for you guys. Honestly, that's as that's the only way to put it. He is the future. Yeah, I mean, for, for a draft that was pretty suspect and we didn't have a, a clear number one choice, I think we did. We did. A, I, I liked the pick. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought he fit in with what we needed. We, we needed a center. And I mean, looking at right now what we could have gotten, I don't know what we could have gotten. So I'd rather have a James Wiseman than, than nothing, especially when they keep talking, the, the, the pundits and the analysts keep talking about Wiseman being his floor is like a Hassan Whiteside, DeAndre mm. Jordan. Uh, ask if we could even get to something like that remotely, I, I'd be happy. And mm-hmm. they keep talking about he has he has offensive game as well. Um, so I, I remember the days when we had JaVale McGee and we just had these high flyers like <laughs> like a JaVale. And yeah. that just added to that that rim running, uh, uh, just lob threat. Mm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. I think it's a good pick. My thing with Wiseman, if I may interject, is um, he's more of a long-term play, right? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that's the struggle that I have with this this situation where the Warriors are in right now. Is just like, are we trying to really capitalize on, you know, quote unquote the window, which may very well be gone, um, but like the 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 prime years of Steph and Andre and Clay, um, and you know, as talented as Wiseman is. Like, you know, he may not be able to contribute to the level that we need him to uh, while Steph and Dre are, 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 are putting us in a position to really compete and, and, and contend, right? Um, he's a project in many ways, and it's a project that I wouldn't mind taking, but I really just want to win now. I really want to dethrone the Lakers, but it's just, <laughs> you know. It's, it's and I think tough. he could be a piece that could help in terms of matching up with someone yeah. like AD. If there's anybody out there in the draft that could potentially make it difficult for AD, it would be Wiseman, but mm-hmm. not this rookie year, man. Not this rookie year. For sure. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on to the Hawks because the Hawks made a huge splash, man. Mm-hmm. Like, huge splash. Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of came out of left field for a lot of people who weren't necessarily expecting the Hawks to sign these pretty much the top names of free Dude. agency. I mean, were you for Hawks expecting fans, it, Josh? No, Hawks. So, like, you know, you, we we were in the conversation with a lot of these free agents, and you're just like, mm. "Oh, cool, this is cute, that's cute." You know, it's we're we, we're a team with a lot of luxury, we're with a, with a lot of space. So it was just like, yeah, people are just they're just using our team for leverage. That's what you know, just leading up to you know the conversation, like like the trade deadlines. That's all it is. It's just like you know, just. We're in, we're just there so that people can kind of like see what they can get in the market and stuff like that. But then when things start to roll in, you're just like, what? It was like Tony Snell, and and mm-hmm. there you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then <laughs> and then the big one was Gallinari, and you're like, mm-hmm. whoa, that's huge. And then you know Rondo, and then um, and then now we're like um, in the conversation. We Bogdan Bogdanovich signed a offer sheet. Mm-hmm. for for with the hawks and the big thing the big thing about all these signings is like um the thing that w- a lot of things that uh, that's so smart about them is that like they're short term and they're they're very favorable for the team versus a, in terms of like what we can do the flexibility like 
there's a trade kicker for um, this Bogdan Bogdanovich contract mm-hmm. that makes it really difficult for the Kings to like really want to match it and like yeah. um, and it's just like yeah it, it's you're just kind of seeing Travis's like masterwork so finally um, Bembry left and now the rest of the, the whole team is now Travis Slank's team mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's 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 kind of weird being in this position. We're not used to being much like the whole kind of like Georgia being pivotal in this election, like <laughs> having all this national attention for like the for like the free agency is really weird for the Hawks because we're mm. always like, oh wow, like a t- you know a player is really considering Atlanta, and it's always just like kind of a joke because it's like they would never come here. You know, it's just like it's just to kind of like see what they can get on the market. So. Yeah, it's been really exciting. I, I can't lie. I'm just like, ooh, what, what's next? What's next? Let's break it down, Josh. Let's break yeah. it down. How, how do you feel about Gallinari and Gallin- his game? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, like, I'm really excited about him because he brings uh, playmaking, offensive um, playmaking to the team that we just, like, when, when Trey wasn't on the floor, nothing was happening. It was just, like, a standstill. Like, guys were just running back and forth, couldn't make things happen. And then just, like, just him alone, like um, assists will go up for Trey just because he can make his shots. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I know like you're not you're not getting much from like the defensive side. I mean, he's you know okay on defense, and also just you're kind of like trying to figure out. So the big thing is figuring out how all the bigs are going to play together. Yes, um, especially kind of the John, John Collins dynamic. He's he's looking for an extension. He's um, I think that's the biggest kind of like glaring thing right now. He's like. He thinks he probably wants Max, but if if he's being honest and if everyone's being honest, I don't think he deserves Max. Mm. Um, but you know, maybe somebody will pay. pay but you know, there's going to be a team out there that might pay it. So that's kind of the thing where you're kind of like, man, like, can we keep every keep like his, you know, like ego and like kind of his mm. um, whatever in check? And you know, you can't blame any of them. It's like they mm-hmm. they want to they want to play. This is their chance to play. So. Yeah, so yeah, I'm excited about Gallinari. Yeah, I just, I just hope we're like with all these guys. You know, they're on the older end, like Rondo, mm-hmm. Gallinari, and um, and Tony Snell has been known to kind of not, you know, have off and on. So you're just hoping that we're getting their good side, I guess, of of their career. Like you, you just hear, you know, we've had guys that have come to the Hawks that have just kind of just retired here too, and mm-hmm. you're just like, damn, like that was a big name but it was just like nothing they they just fizzled out here and so it's kind of like always something to worry about how do you feel about uh your draft pick oh um yeah yeah i'm still trying to figure out how to say his name um no i i don't (laughs) have to practice that a couple times (laughs) yeah like like, i haven't like like you know nobody knows any of they haven't had any chance to play all these guys are so young like yeah. back in the day, it's like guys would play like a couple years before coming into the league. So you actually see them play. You see more patterns of like how they play. Um, so I don't know. I mean, he brings a lot to the table. He, he like when he was at USC, um, he contributed all over the place in terms of offense and blocks and, and you know, and everything. So um, that's really and rebound. So that's really exciting. I think he's going to be um interesting he's definitely going to be having like mentors like with capella and mm-hmm. and things like that so i'm excited about his growth um and just the, seems like a really good dude like 
I, I love to, high character guys. You know? I wanted to ask you, going into the draft, you guys had the sixth pick. What was yeah. your expectations? Were you was he on your board of best player available at that time? It was a weird draft, and it I was, was talking to JC and Charles this, yeah. the whole draft. Just what we expected versus what happened. A bunch of people dropped. A bunch of people their stock so rose weird. apparently. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, for you guys, who are you expecting to draft? And was it El Kongu? Um, I think he like not at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were looking at Denny Avdija uh, mm-hmm. for a, for a while. I, I he- heard his name linked with Atlanta for a lot, and then actually Obi Toppin was a, a name that a lot of people were um, were thinking about going with the Hawks as well. And then um, there's another guy I can't even remember. Like I don't mm-hmm. even know the kids that are like that that are coming out. Um, yeah. But then as it was coming closer, yeah, um, Onyeku was like the big name that was probably going to fall or that was going to fall to six because of um, just like, he's probably the most talented guy there on the, on the board. Um, BAP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best, best, but yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I really honestly had no idea what to expect, you know, with who we were going to pick up. Um, I love the pick. So, I think, yeah. I think when you look at it, if you guys took Obi, it would have kind of been another Even John more Collins. Of a cluster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you guys drafted kind of like okay, we need defense, obviously. Yeah, you know, and I don't think this guy's ready, obviously, to step in right away and be a right. defensive anchor because you have Capella and he can you can groom him. And at the yeah. end of the day, when Capella gets a little bit older or you want to move off his contract towards the end, you exactly. just trade him, and then Onkongu's already been developed. And I think yeah. that's the right move. Schlank kind of, your know, Travis kind of thought forward, you know. Yeah, for sure. And that's exactly what it is. And, and like, yeah, like I was saying, all these contracts are very, like, it's friendly for us to be able to have flexibility for all our young guys when we have to mm-hmm. decide who are we going to keep? Like, are we going to have to sign Reddish? You know, like, it's like mm-hmm. these timelines are really good um, and it really fell into place really nicely, which is, like, not something that's really associated with the Hawks. Usually yeah. it's like, we just signed, like, this crazy, stupid contract that nobody wants. Um, we can't even mm-hmm. trade away. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been really interesting. And even Skylar Mays, he's a, uh, he's a fourth Mm. year player. Um, he's like, he's, he was getting his doctorate degree or something. I mean, he was like, he's a really smart dude, like really high character guy, but, um, he's feisty. Um, he's Mm. really experienced. He, he plays hard. He's like really has a big reputation for really like playing a full game, um, and just has a motor. So I really like like I think just having all these types of characters and all these types of guys to really push our t- our players, um, I think like you know a, a Cam Reddish and a Hunter really need to be pushed a little bit because um, they came in high picks like they p- got to play right away you know they didn't have it they haven't necessarily had to pay their dues in a sense like where yeah. they have to like really be challenged because you know it's like what are we gonna do you just got to go out there and play so mm-hmm. like even having Tony Snell who you're like this. Um, this wing that's kind of been in the league for a little bit. I think it'll be just kind of really challenging and seeing what we have with our young guys. So don't forget Rondo. Is that going to be a Rondo trade yeah. sighting? Are they going to yeah. play together? Yeah, that that should be really interesting. <laughs> I don't even know how that. Like, I, I hope mm-hmm. we get Lakers playoffs Rondo versus um, like you know Dallas Mavericks Rondo, where he just decided to quit on the team. Oh I'm re- God, I'm really yeah. worried. You know, that's like, the crapshoot man of Rondo. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I can't even. Yeah. They, so a lot's been happening in the past couple of days, and it's I, I haven't even fully been able to process everything. 
She's like, man, like, what's going on? I <laughs> think one. I'll like, tell you this, too. Josh. I'd rather have Gallinari and Rondo rather than Wanamaker and Kent. It's true. It's true. Like these signings have definitely um, improved our team for sure. Like from the guys that we dropped from last year, like mm. um, Jabari. Parker, you know, he was great, but like, you know, he was, you know, um, not going to do much. And Dwayne yeah. Dedman is gone now. And I think we replaced these guys with much more experience and much more contributing guys um, that will really help our team. So, yeah. Then One thing is for too. sure, I think the GM wants to impress Trey Young because you, you look oh, at the other yeah, end dude. of things like Giannis, how much they're like, we need to please this guy, otherwise he's going to leave. Right. If, if the Hawks continually not make the playoffs, it's gonna sour Trey Young, and oh, then when it, sure. when you need to extend him or whatever, he's gonna be like, "No, man, like I want to go somewhere and win." And that's what they're doing on the other side of things in terms of the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. Devin Booker, they're like, "We gotta please this guy because we haven't sniffed the playoffs, and if we don't, we're screwed. He's gonna leave for sure." And right. I think that's the move. That's why you guys are spending all the cash and bringing all these guys that are gonna push you into the playoffs. Hopefully, yeah, it's gonna be yeah that that Chris Paul uh, Booker combo is gonna be really interesting. Mm-hmm. to see um, yeah what about I kinda the... wanna... yeah go, go ahead. ahead i was gonna say uh i lakers what are what are they doing <laughs> <laughs> the rich get richer <laughs> Jeez, man. man this is why all the wire haters were yeah. present like four years ago this is how it feels no wonder <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Dude, the rich get richer the rich For really real. get richer I, I remember one of our episodes title was rich get richer i think that was that, yeah, that was talking about the Lakers. I don't know. I don't even remember anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, what happened last year. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Damn, yeah, we, we made a splash. We made a big splash. I think there were unexpected things that happened. Um, I'll keep it short because, as I said, it's rich get richer. You know, the Harold's going to make a big impact in terms of the, the bench. He's going to bring a lot of punch. And, you know, they traded for Jenna Schroeder a little bit earlier, and that, that, that kind of played mm-hmm. out. So, like, they replaced Rondo with a younger guard that can score. And yeah, and signed Marcus Sol, and he was kind of in the running for the Warriors, I think, for a split second, and then yeah. the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, uh, and I think Toronto obviously wanted to re-sign him, yep. and he ended up ring chasing. So, and oh, that's yeah, yeah. that. I think that's the very thing that Charles and JC were talking about. I'll throw this to Charles. It's more so, I think, when Clay went down, it changed the whole dynamic of free agency, because these ring chasers kind of realize I don't think the Warriors are going to be in that top three anymore. And we were talking about that the last episode, right, Charles? We were thinking four or five. But even now, is four or five realistic? And that's the tough part, where if four or five is not realistic, then bottom six to eight of the playoffs, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, do these guys, old vets want to sign up for that? And that's I think that's what went down with Marcus Gasol, right? That's such a good good point. Yeah, I mean, I I think to to JC's point, what he was saying before, how we signed Ubre to essentially an, an eighty million dollar contract. <laughs> it's because of Steph. We wanna mm-hmm. we wanna do him right and get the best player possible, best players possible, and put the best uh, team team out there. So I think that's why they just bit the bullet and, and got him. Uh, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. for, for sure it it um, definitely hurts and not having Clay. And yeah, I definitely think it brings us down a notch. I think they they were talking about tears and how. It's like the, the Lakers, Clippers, and maybe Denver are up there. But now Portland's coming up. They're, they're looking really good. Yeah. Uh, and Dallas is going to be good oh, as well. Yeah. So I mm. definitely think we're going to be six to eight. Suns, yeah. 
So I definitely it's gonna think be crazy. six to eight is going to be more realistic, and it's going to it's going to be an uphill battle. But I'm I'm psyched to I'm geeked to see them play, and, and I, I hope Steph is is Steph and Draymond are hearing all the pundits, and and they're it's just going to drive them to do better. But you know we'll see. Never underestimate a heart of a champion. Yeah, I guess. that's right. The, what 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 gets me about these Lakers signings is I felt like they were like. Were they below market? Like when I saw the Gasol numbers and I saw the Trez numbers, I thought Trez was gonna get his bag, man. Yeah, I thought Trez yeah. was gonna go to get like a Gordon Hayward type of contract, but you know, not not something crazy like that. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought he was gonna get paid. I, I yeah. felt like my prediction was Trez was gonna go to like Detroit or yeah. Charlotte or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and just get the most money that he can have because he is at an all time value. But pretty much what he did was a little F you to the Clippers who went across I, I, town. I, that's probably like, the motivation, dude. <laughs> yep. And it's just like, I don't, I mean, yeah, like it's, it, it that, that was really frustrating. I mean, I'm sounding like a major uh, Laker hater right now, which in many ways I am, I have <laughs> yeah, become. Two but it's like, 20. it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. And like Gasol, I don't even, I mean, you guys had to overpay KCP a little bit. Yep. Um, but like, I don't even know how much you're paying Schroeder. But these are the, I, I sad for me to admit, but these are really, really solid signings. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it's a I, testament I, to the culture. It's a testament mm-hmm. to to Rob Palinka, uh, and <laughs> testament to Clutch Sports. I actually think it's a comp- <laughs> yeah, combination sure. of of two things, right? Obviously, LeBron James. But when you bring a star player to a big market like L.A that's when the two co- go together where you could get these things happening because players get two things satisfied right the spotlight and like willing to like sacrifice pay and location they get to live somewhere where they're like dude i want to live in la like when he was in cleveland i don't it, it was a hard sell to get a lot of top end free agents they've had probably had to trade for them or whatever but this is probably why like you're seeing these things happen and of course as you as you said jc the testament to uh management which I, I kind of want to make a point about Kelly Oubre. You look at Kelly Oubre, and if he was a free agent in this market, he would have got crazy paid. And that's kind of what I wanted to say about the talent that he has. Again, if he was a free agent in this class of free agent, he would have been one of the high-end free agents. So in that in that sense, you guys got a really big player. Again, losing Clay, that's, that is already what it is, but looking at it that way in terms of free agency and not being like, oh man, we got Brad Wanamaker, which is cool. And uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Kent, eh, he's cool. My, my sentiments <laughs> exactly, bro. Can't but again, Kelly Oubre would have been on top of this list. I'm telling you, he would have been. he would have gotten paid more than Gallinari in this market? I want to um, unpack that statement. <laughs> I think he would have been up there, actually. I think he would have been up there. We're talking about like... I mean, he would have been at least in the thirteen to fifteen million dollar range for sure. It at least that's what he's getting paid right now. I know that's what I'm saying. It's the depressed market, and I think, I think Hawks probably would have been the running to sign Kelly Uber for that amount, uh, de- depending on how, if he, they were willing to pay him, right? Yeah, we're talking about right. I mean, they were willing to pay Gallinari, so <laughs> I think, uh, and obviously Uber is a much younger talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like. Yeah, that's proven though. Yeah, yeah, he's very talented, and and Mm -hmm. you make a good point, Jack. But again, like these these signings are not they're not movers Mm. uh, in terms of like the big picture, and um, you know I think 
Well, you. I think you would have changed that if Clay was healthy. I think if you guys traded for Ubre and had Clay on the team, you would feel like that's a that's a move that would would shift things. Damn straight, dude. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, exactly. That's why the Clay the Clay injury is like. That's why I'm like World I'm drinking a platinum right now because I'm just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it 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 it. it in many ways, it was like a such a um, it's such a mover in terms of like how you know the contenders would look. I felt like we would we were ready to to make some noise, and armed with a, a ownership that's willing to really shake things up and and spend mm-hmm. extra money, we could really really make some noise and make LA uncomfortable. And it's just yeah, it's just it's just a bummer that that's going to be on hold. For a year, if not forever, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I think the look, hard part. Yeah, go ahead, Charles. I, I was just gonna say, like, well, you look at a team like the Clippers. How do we not know that these other teams are gonna be like them, where it just mm-hmm. all falls apart? We don't mm-hmm. know that. I mean, yeah. maybe yeah. they might. We might fall apart. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, we already have. Shit. Well, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> from an injury perspective, but at least the the play has been been coherent and consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We, we, I don't know about. You know, I don't know how the Clippers. Are, I, mean, I don't know if the Clippers are going to be good this year or not. They, they mm-hmm. definitely improved for, or I don't know if they improved, but they they lost some depth. But they're still a good team. They got I Ibaka, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they that, did lose Harold and Jermichael. Uh, Jermichael yeah, Green. I think mm-hmm. Green. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, but they had a lot of talent. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Ibaka for Harold. I mean, it, it it changes their look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that that's true. And I, yeah. Well, I think what Charles is saying, the future is not told. When you went into the season last year, not nobody was putting the Lakers as champs. I mean, they put a ragtag team together. Yes, centered around two top five players, but nobody was penciling them as champs. They were putting the Clippers as champs already, 100%, when Kawhi and George went there, and they mm-hmm. flamed out. So I guess what, what Charles is saying is, you just never know, man. Injuries happen as things happen to Clay, right? I mean, you just nothing is guaranteed, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really interested to see with all the moves around. It's just like which guys are going to be chemistry fits and which aren't. You know, mm-hmm. like you just never know um, how things are. Like, I mean, like even like with the Hawks, like it could go great or it could just like nobody Combust. can. It'll just yeah, it could just be like nobody wants to play with each other and just be worse than last year even though we're more talented like it's it's just so crazy well i i think it comes down to leadership right when yeah. you have a guy like steph for example if can he lead this team and he doesn't have his running mate clay which is really tough the reason why the lakers won was because of lebron james's yeah, leadership sure. it's purely because of that because if it was look at uh, look no. at the clippers dude <laughs> Davis. yeah but do you know what i'm saying though yeah i mean Kawhi and AD could they have done the same thing? Who knows, right? But LeBron yeah. was able to lead that team and put put yeah. the team on the back, get everyone to buy in. Kawhi couldn't do that. He could, he just couldn't. And if Steph can bring people together, maybe it's not a championship team, but you never know. Maybe during the year you can make another trade. And again, it's I'm not talking about championship, but in terms of moving up the rung, right, and giving yourself opportunity. Who knows, man? I mean. I, I I understand where you're coming from, JC. It's just not looking good. <laughs> I dude, mean, like it's championship you know, it's, or bust. I'm telling you, man. It's it isn't, like, dude. Have, it isn't though. It Sports is, is not that way. It isn't. It dude, isn't. You have, Sports is not that way. You have Steph. 
which is a once in a generation talent man you got to maximize that you understand that with lebron that's why the lakers made that move with ad they gave up the whole y- barnyard for ad <laughs> it's the same thing with steph man you got to go for it and kelly Oubre is not ad like you know what i mean like it's just that's just the reality like we can talk about all of these free agent moves we can talk about all of these but at the end of the day the superstars are the ones that are going to determine this and the injuries to the superstars so Hmm. i mean i understand what you're saying man but it's just like maybe i'm just maybe it's the pliny maybe it's the clay thing but i'm just like it is i'm telling you it is man it is the clay thing because sports (laughs) is not all about championships i'm telling you that right now and even if you have a window it's not all it's not all or nothing it it really is not you're josh you can speak to this how how many championships have the atlanta won is is your fandom (laughs) based on championships i'm calling you out jc it isn't dude it's based on misery just like, <laughs> I just love just self just misery. Yeah, that's true. I am sounding like a you know a little entitled, entitled little... right now with in terms in terms of championships. <laughs> I really am, but at the same time, it's just like I don't know. These guys have worked hard for it, and mm-hmm. and and, yeah. I, and and maybe that's where it's coming from. It's just like these guys. Yeah. They want it like they they they've earned it like mm-hmm. uh, honestly, and it's just like this is why I was so pissed about all of the the narratives with the super team. It's just like mm-hmm. a lot of these guys have worked themselves up from you know being doubted like they weren't like number one pick overall. Like you know, uh-huh. Steph claimed uh-huh. Draymond was a second round pick, and like this is how I ride with my guys so mm-hmm. much that I want them to to prove to everybody that it wasn't the KD thing. Like yeah. KD, KD got a ring. Not like let's see how KD does right now in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. even even now, he's still trying to you know trying to create the best team as much as possible for him to win. But like, and I I just want to get rid of that narrative. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, um, I know it doesn't matter in the bigger scale of things. Haters come as you win, but it's just like, like I want it so bad for these guys. I really do. And. Do you have the same sentiments, Charles, as as JC does, like with, with the narratives that have played out with the Warriors, especially when KD joined? I mean, you guys already were champs before, but now that's kind of the the narrative now. Yeah, everyone would. I, I didn't I didn't like the fact that some fans were hating on KD because I knew how he's a generational talent, and so we were we were spoiled. We were totally spoiled. Hmm. Um, but I I do agree that. Um, we worked our tails off to where we we grew organically, and were able to make make the right moves, and, and we won we won championships because of it. Um, I, I'm not. I, I I feel like we we want to take advantage of, of Steph while we still have him in his prime. Um, we were kind of hamstrung because of the just the the contracts that we gave out. Yeah. You know, and and not to say that they didn't deserve it, but it's because they played so well, because they came from nothing. Mm-hmm. That they're given those contracts, but now it's it's mm-hmm. hamstrung us to where we don't have many options, and we yeah. and it's make, getting it making it harder for us to compete. But I do feel that, well, I, I don't know. I I, I want to see this team kind of play out and and see what happens. These, these guys are a group of they're a good group of guys. We have some new 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 talent. Uh, I want to see how Steve Kerr put them all together, and just just throw them out there. Let's see what happens. I see where JC's coming from. I think the connection to this group of guys is deep because you guys grew these guys, man. They're homegrown, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's the core of why, as JC said, you want it so bad for them and the narratives bother you. 
because at the heart of it, these guys were champs before KD joined. And when you home grow talent and develop it to this level, championship level, you are you should be blessed to be able to recruit a talent like KD. Yes. And to have these storylines play out like, oh, super team. It's like the management, they did all, all the hard work and they built a culture and KD wanted to join that culture. And good for KD. He's a champion now. He, no one can ever take that away. They can, I mean, he, he still gets bitter about it, but at the end of the day, he's going to, He's going to be a legend because of that, regardless of how many haters say that. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame being a champion, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the part where um, I'm I'm not a hater like that, but there's a ton yeah, out there. Yeah, JC yeah, knows. Yeah. Trust me, I want to I sure. shush them so much. But, I mean, you make a good point, though. It's like it's not about rings, and I got, I got to put that in perspective. I mean, the culture is still very much there. It's mm-hmm. hard to find ownership that's willing to really – <laughs> their money where their mouth is right oh, yeah um and i gotta appreciate that but i don't know man i like like what i said i'm like at differing points of this five stages of grief <laughs> like there are there are days where i'm just i'm like charles like you got you caught charles at a good time and place <laughs> right now he's like really calm collected objective i'm like emotional i'm like i'm mad bro you I'm are mad. dude I love, it, I love it, man. I love it. You texted you texted us. You texted me before this. You're like, I'm gonna bring it, dude. Yeah. I'm like, and you did. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say, man. It's just, I, it's just, it's, it's been rough. It's been a, mm. it's a, it's a whole year, and I think it's, yeah, Ex- expectation management. My expectations were sky high, mm-hmm. and that kind of sucks, but. A lot of basketball to be played. A lot of basketball to be played. Well, I think that's the cool part about today's episode with Josh and Charles. Obviously, you guys, it's like there's all these different spectrums of where, where all these teams are, right? Especially, let's say, Atlanta and the Warriors. Atlanta has been in the bottom for a long time. And now they're trying to put together a team that can make the playoffs. So their growth, obviously, they're not championship contenders, but Josh is very interested in this growth, right? Yeah. And that's why that's why I said it's not all about championship. And I get what you're saying, JC. There's a window, though, right? Yeah. And you want to capitalize on the window. But as a fan, this is the cool part about this podcast is we get to talk about all these different stages, right, of yeah. of being a fan of your team. And as I kind of want to throw this to Josh as we're winding down this podcast. Where do you expect Atlanta to kind of be with all these parts? And again, as JC said, there's a lot of basketball to be played, and who knows how it's going to play out in terms of chemistry and stuff. But given the con- the, the construction, what is your expectations coming into the, going into the next season? Yeah, I mean, I think considering kind of like – not everyone's finished with what they're doing with with each team in the East and stuff too. But like I, I see them scratching into the into the playoff picture seven or eight, and um, I think they can I think they can realistically make that happen because mm-hmm. um, you know I mean they're still the, a lot of the other guys have just a much more established and experienced core that I just don't think we can kind of break past. Um, so I think you know. <laughs> I'd be happy with, with the you know first first round surprise, jump into the second round maybe in the playoffs. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's me being super 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 hopeful. Mm. But um, yeah, you know, like the that that's like the hopeful side of the hopeful side of me is just hoping that we can like really get the best of these trades. I mean, these free agents and and uh, get the best of you know our guys gonna. Cam Reddish is going to just like skyrocket in his, he's going to be most improved player, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis Slank's going to be GM of the year because we're going to surprise everyone. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Um, but 
Yeah, it's it's definitely like a, we're in a point where like we haven't seen such like smart moves in so long that like just the moves itself is just like wow we're winning something in life at once <laughs> for once um, because I mean Atlanta sports doesn't have much to to celebrate that's for sure. <laughs> oh poor guy, dude. Man, sorry, the Falcons Josh. just sorry, Josh. Falcons sorry. laid an egg today, and you know it's just like damn. <laughs> so you know I'm always here to keep things in perspective for you guys. Hey Charles, so we talked about last episode. Nothing had played out, and obviously a lot has played out mm-hmm. now with everything that's kind of settled. Where, where do you feel the Warriors are going to be in the West? I mean, it's it's stacked. Yeah, it's it's huge, and and man, it, it, before I remember, we were just a we'd get one injury, and it wouldn't it wouldn't impact us at all. Like it's a mm-hmm. it's a very minor minor issue for us. We can we can handle it. This year, if someone gets injured, it's gonna hurt bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. assuming everyone stays healthy, which you know is always gonna be the hope. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking best case scenario is is sixth place, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe a, a second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a second round competition and then at that point I, I, I don't know if we can go further than that but that's my guess mm. you got any thoughts JC he's like yeah, dude, F for this all man I'm done woe is me we're gonna tank and we're gonna go for one of those <laughs> wing players next year Jalen whomever right we're gonna get to I, I don't know what's gonna happen dude yeah. um, I mean health I mean again health permitting he, hit, uh, he you could barely squeeze that out. <laughs> know, it's like uh, championship for bus. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, can't, he can't finish this podcast. We're not going to be able to finish no, 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 it. No, no, no. I'm like I'm, I'm on the verge of tears here. Yeah, man. I'm man. Still about I feel Clay. for you, dude. I'm going back. I'm going back to denial in the five stages. Yeah, man. you are. It's hard for you to talk about the future when you're yeah, in denial man. right now. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's hard for me to. Re- yeah, I can't get over the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yet. Hey, at least uh, we're not the Raptors, man. Yeah, I, I know. I'm I feeling know. for them. Yeah. Uh, Where's it, Jeremy it, Lin going? <laughs> the Warriors, the baby! Warriors. Yeah. All those scrimmaging. Let's go. I, I don't know, man. If he gets some injuries, he might have to pick him up with our DP. Oh, man. You get Linsanity yeah. 2.0. All I know is the Warriors are probably not going to contend for the championship, sadly. Um, yeah. You know, wherever they... I mean, there's just the other teams have just improved. Like, Portland... Yeah, big. I think they well, made then. some really Covington. moves, man. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And I, are we better than Portland? Probably not. Are we better than Denver? Probably not. Are we better than yeah. Clippers, Lakers? Probably not. No. So that knocks us down to five immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's best case scenario if Steph goes nuclear, five, five seed. Mm-hmm. But mm. you know. What if Wiseman goes nuclear the next Tim Duncan, maybe? <laughs> right. Actually, yeah, in this pod, we didn't really break down Wiseman a lot. No, and I hope that he would develop, but mm-hmm. I just don't think he could really make that much of a difference in, in this playoffs, Nico so. Mannion. Nico Mannion. Yeah, we didn't break down your, your, your yeah, other pick, Everybody's man. sleeping on Nico. I know. You know he's down in this, this, this pod scene. five years down the line, and he's like Steve Nashing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let's not I, forget how good the Warriors draft, man. They do a really good job in the drafts that yeah, they've man, been in. Ba- baby LeBron. Eric. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. Baby LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm just. I, I don't want to sleep on him, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. 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 So we got some players. We're going we're gonna to make some noise, but 
yeah, again, so- sounding like the entitled uh, brat that I am, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just like I, I really wanted to throw in the Lakers. I really wanted to throw in uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. James and the, the Lake squad mm-hmm. up there. And um, probably not going to happen this year. So, I mean, they're looking matter. pretty good right now. I think I think if you look at all the teams in the West, even though they've improved, uh, the yeah. Lakers probably look at the top of that list right That's now with all sure. the things. Again, game you need to play the games. Um, but at this point, it's you know, barring as as we said, barring injury, it's looking pretty good for the Lakers. Um, we should have an over under, Josh. How many games is LeBron gonna play? No, that's a good, that's a good one. <laughs> out of seventy two, yeah. seventy out of seventy two. He only has like two months know. off. I know. Thirty five. <laughs> Thirty five. Wow, you're really selling. He's gonna load manage the load management out of this season. Man. Yeah, he's getting. He's. Losing a lot of hair. Yeah. <laughs> he is, dude. He is. I think in the bubble, especially, like he didn't have Bro. his barber as usual. He didn't even. He just didn't even care at that point. Um. He's just yeah, waiting. Windows, to right? Sun. You gotta maximize windows. Yeah. Yep. You gotta, gotta do that with LeBron. Yeah. I. Th- I mean, look, we're we're going into the final hour of this, and then I'll just I'll just throw this to you guys at the last little bit. Who are the winners and losers of free agency? Um, let's start with Josh, and we'll we'll all end, and we'll go to Charles, and then JC, and then I'll end the podcast. Hawks, the baby! Woo! <laughs> there you go. There you yep. go. That's why thirteen <laughs> <Not> first. <disputing> <laughs> no, I think. I mean, I think. Yeah, like we were saying. I mean, Lakers had a strong. I mean, it's just you can't. They they just do. You don't have to do. talk about the Lakers. Don't they worry. Do just say that. Do. Just stick with the Hawks, I'll man. Stick with the Hawks. <laughs> we'll I'll talk stick about with it plenty. <laughs> the rest of Especially the year. if we can uh, nail down this Bogdanovich, that'd be really crazy. Oh, huge! That would be yeah. huge, huge, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the Kings are gonna match though. I, I, I'm, I don't know for sure. I don't have the crystal ball, but they just they didn't re-sign him, and yeah, and he I was an odd went, person. I think they were choosing between him and Buddy Heald. I think they went with Heald. Yeah. I, I think yeah. they're. But yeah. you don't even want to be there. I know, no. right? yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nobody wants to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Al, Al, Al is listening to this podcast right now. He's sad. <laughs> Charles, winners and losers for you. Uh, I I liked what I liked what Portland did. I, I like what they yeah. did a lot mm-hmm. uh, with, with with Covington. They just added a lot of depth, so yeah. it's going to make them um, it's going to make them more of a more of a player. Um, mm-hmm. I still don't think they can overthrow. The, the Lakers, but hmm. um, I, I just I just like what they did. I'm a secret closet uh, Dame fan, so oh uh, nice, yeah I, yeah. I just like what they did. Um, losers, like I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of teams that I didn't see much from. Like I don't know what Toronto did really. I was I, I wasn't really paying attention, but yeah. I didn't see. They what signed they did. Baines. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's when, solid. Yeah. solid. Yeah, that that Baines. was a good move. That was a good move. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about. I'm not sure about losers. I, I, mm-hmm. I guess it's all mm-hmm. the teams that kind of overpaid for some players. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, good. that's a good point. Like Milwaukee not losers. being able to nail down. Oh, that's I mean, big loser. like Bogdanovich, yeah, was that was like happening, and that's then they huge. just couldn't nail it down, and yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a good one. Want to round it out, JC? I have to agree with Charles. I think the Blazers made a lot of uh, improvements. I mean, they were a threat already with Dame, and Dame is is a rising superstar and you can carry a team you mm. know they weren't expecting Melo and Melo resigned mm-hmm. low key a good acquisition is Harry Giles mm-hmm. big pride mm-hmm. for the Kings mm-hmm. which makes the Kings a little bit more of a, a loser in this point just because yeah. he, they were kind of relying on his upside a little bit Rodney Hood was resigned oh, yeah. uh, he's so solid. it's just like uh, yeah man and Enos Cantor 
Well, they, they have depth. They, they have. They, they have do. a lot of. They have a lot of really good signings. And a whole year of Nurkic. I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah they seem to have Nurkic. a really good buy-in from all the guys. Like they mm-hmm. want to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if the Warriors, if the Warriors can't make it, and I'm like Charles, I'm not even a closet Dame fan. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm an open Dame fan. He's from yeah. the Bay, so he mm-hmm. represents us True. in many ways. True. And Portland's always kind of, you know, I, I just like their their feel whatever mm-hmm. like it's just like their culture yep. or like yeah it's well, that's like, because of dame it, yeah because sure. of dame right sure. like dame so just dame just carries that 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 team like he yeah. they, they go after whatever vibe he creates and he's as authentic a player an nba player that we have right now right? probably Back the in- most viral game winning shot ever like in terms of his reaction dude yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, exactly so yeah. like you just know, no reaction dude <laughs> if it's a blazers versus lakers you know i'm with the, the black and red. oh i know yes, that dude. Yeah. you were, yeah, you were it's gonna killing be me the entire one. time yeah yeah so um yeah portland losers i mean already you know i don't want to crap on the kings i know al's probably going to be listening to this but it, i mean i don't know man i mean I, I, I'll tell you this though, the Kings made a really good acquisition, and I actually texted Al with regards mm-hmm. to this. Right, they they had a good draft pick, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He yeah. fell too. He, he oh, yeah, we were actually and... thinking about that. Was another name we were thinking mm-hmm. about too. Yeah, That's right. don't don't sleep on Tyrese. He's uh, you know it's actually a good uh, a good pickup. But um, yeah, maybe the Kings just so that I can kind of throw dirt on someone else. <laughs> but uh, the Warriors were looking that hot. But you know, mm-hmm. I think in terms of the names, I think it's from an expectation standpoint. I wanted more. We couldn't really do much. Mm-hmm. I don't consider Ubre much as a free agent as mm-hmm. much as you would like to say so. But uh, solid players. But in terms of what we need right now with the clay injury, it's not that that high. Not a loser, but it's just underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll finish out this podcast or episode, and I think Suns. Definitely, you have to put in the Suns there as oh, winners. Yeah. They they signed Jay Crowder, a solid Jay vet, Crowder, you know. Man. And obviously, CP3 and Devin Booker, it's yeah. going to be a monster combo. Um, losers, to me, it's going to be the Pistons, man. How many centers Dude. do they need? <laughs> oh, what my joke, gosh. Man. Like, what, what is going on, man? man? They didn't re-sign Christian Wood, but they signed Miles Plumley And uh, <laughs> who was the other center? They, I, don't, I, don't, I forgot. The name slips my mind. And it's just, are they going to keep Derrick Rose? I mean, it's just an awkward combo, that you know? Like, Blake team. is kind of, like, on the downside of his career. Talk about injuries, right? This guy can barely stay healthy. And not that I don't, like, dislike Blake's game, but I don't know if it fits with what they're trying to do. It's just kind of weird that they spent all that money. Jeremy you know? Grant's going there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and yeah. does Jeremy Grant fit with Blake? Like, it's awkward. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a weird group of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got paid, though. Yeah. Those guys got paid. Yeah. 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 I feel bad and, for Denver. Denver was oh good yeah, Denver. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't yeah. sign him, so they, they, they lost him. They did. They did. But they're they're really banking on Michael Porter Jr. being True. that star for them. True. I bull, think. bull, bro. Bull, yeah, bull. Bull, exactly. Bull and um, oh, let's not forget uh, Atlanta did sign Chris Dunn, right? That's, that's yeah. a solid yeah. signing, yeah. dude. Solid, solid Travis, signing. That so that's why I think the Hawks are kind of winners, man. Like, they 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 got so much depth right now. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, defense. That'll be fun. And uh, let's end. Let's end there, guys. Thank you for coming on, Josh, for staying up late all the way in the East Coast, it's man. 2 like it's, I know it's two a.m. Oh, we really appreciate you. And 
I think the only reason you're on here is because the Josh, the the Hawks kind of won up one free agency. Yeah. I, you, I don't know if you're willing to stay up late for for bad news. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. So I'm happy to be here because of that. <laughs> yeah. And Charles, uh, of course, thank you for the second episode in a row, man. Our our Warriors correspondent, the the angel to the devil of uh, JC's uh, JC's dark side, you know, of a Warriors fan. I always have a blast, man. I always have a blast. And JC, thanks for bringing the fire, man. It was yeah, a tough man. episode. It's been it's a tough year for you, buddy. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I I needed this. I needed mm-hmm. this, man. Well, I'm glad it was therapeutic. Just yeah. to get it all out. Yeah. yeah. You'll be all right, JC. We'll be yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, I want to give out a shout out to Josh. Follow Mr. Fu M I S T A H, Fu. You know, all in his social media channels, t- channels, Twitter. IG, tons of great content, thank great you, photographer as usual, and a Hawks bro, man, hardcore Hawks Atlanta fan, everything Atlanta. There's only a handful of us. <laughs> I know. Hey, all of us here in a room have that one friend in Josh, Atlanta friend. Yes, <laughs> sir. So yeah, you can follow us, Ball vs. Life official on IG. You can shoot us an email, Ball vs. Life at gmail.com. As always, we would love if you subscribe, follow, all that good stuff, review. Thank you for listening to another installment of this episode, Free Agency Bonanza. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.